Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. There once was a young lad who went to a university that was confused for a temple. Within that university, they used to do screenings for movies yet to hit the public strata. One day, one of these movies was called The Matrix. And I sat five rows deep in our little mini movie theater, unbeknownst about what I was gonna experience. And the minute the damn thing said, this is more like 2999, it's not 1999, I stood up in a frenzy and turned to everybody because I was pretty much crazy at that point in school. I told y'all, I told each and every one of y'all, you, 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 I told y'all. It was one of the worst movies for me to see at my conspiracy heights. And today's <laughs> topic is The Matrix and its subsequent sequels, trilogies, quadrilogies. Quadrilogies. <laughs> It joins cannabis as the rare quadrilogy piece, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're calling the legacy of quadrilogy quality up to up to snuff. <laughs> we need we need to talk about quadrilogies. Part one, the Matrix. Part two, cannabis. Coming next week on the series, investigative reports on co-op culture. We're co-op culture. We're back. We're all here for the first time in weeks. Yo, Castro's here. Alaska's here. I'm here. What's up, y'all? Mm. We're doing um, it. I know we don't usually. I'm not gonna say we don't usually do movie topics. We do whatever the hell we want, but um, we we pick this in light of the fourth one coming out, the quadrilogist, <laughs> and um, knowing that Alaska is like uh, fuming at the mouth. Um, we either hate or love. We're not gonna tell y'all which. Um, Take and we guess. thought it. <laughs> <laughs> Take a real we guess. It, we thought it would be. Uh, an interesting look into the, uh, you know, film, uh, tech, uh, tech, techno, mm. uh, um, BDSM. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these are the things that pop into my mind. Uh, long leather singlets, mm. um, sunglasses that were not readily available for the public. You know, <laughs> you you were looking around for this for the Morpheus sunglasses without the without the frames. And Alaska knows because we're glasses wear. Z, you just caught up. I so just when they up. when they would come up like with you know, oh where did he get that from? Also, yeah. if anybody's not familiar, I don't I want to say Tascam, not even Samsung. That phone was created for the movie. That phone really? was fire. The Nokia the flip joint. Up phone. Yes, Nokia. Yeah, that was. I had a silver one series. like that. I was. It, it didn't you pop had out. One? I had a pop? silver Nokia. Yeah, but it didn't pop. The bottom okay. didn't extend. Yeah, that, that phone was, was jam back in the day. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also, well before Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia made it popular, they made the Duster. The Duster. The, dust, the, uh, duster. the Duster. Yes. Yeah. It was them and Undertaker. The, they were them really, and Columbine. <laughs> the Columbine. <laughs> right. Um, never, button, never buttoning up more than one or two buttons on the Duster. Yeah. It always had to be yeah. free flowing and open. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. It's a, very, it's like a Steven Seagal thing, right? Wasn't he big on the Duster? I don't think no, really Steven no? Seagal used to have the um, like inlet. Members only? Even though he would never wear weapons, but you would see him with like gun belts and things. He would wear yeah. those type of strappy things, but he wasn't, you know, he'd do all of that nonsense, washing his hands. That's what I call Steven Seagal style. Right. Thoroughly rinsing his hands. I, it's so, funny because I watched a bunch of videos on debunking uh, martial art myths. Mm. And he was like at the top of all the lists. 
Uh-oh. He's the yeah. original Frank Dukes. Everything he said was just complete fucking But lie. even worse, because you got to go into it. So I don't know. Alaska, I don't know if you're familiar. So they have these people that do this psychic martial arts and they don't touch each other. And these people fall. <laughs> Get and, the fuck out of here. And no, I'm not saying. And, and so what happens, of course, the teacher, sensei, whatever, has to be in, in it with the students when they do these demonstrations. And then what will happen oh is an actual sensei master or a, a karate expert will go find these people and really yeah. challenge them to this no touch knockout thing. And somebody had the nerve to say, well, if they don't believe in it, they can neutralize it. What? Come on, bro. <laughs> anyway, so Steven Seagal is at the top of that list. If you never noticed the, um, the thing he practiced was an actual practice, but it wasn't practical, if you will. You got to gotta let people grab your wrist and get close to you and all that stuff. Or I could just hit you with a pole. Oh, my yeah. God. This is yeah. bizarre. Well, um, it's like that dude now. There's a dude now that they, they keep showing videos of. He's like some police uh, combat trainer where it's like oh the guy have a gun on him yes. and he like runs oh, up yeah. to him sideways. Yes. And then yes. grabs and everybody his arm. Ends like, up, he shot seven times by now. And everybody ends up in heaven when they try it out. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me let me say this, because Castro opened up the show beautifully with um, his conspiracy brother era reactions uh, to seeing the Matrix, thinking it was indeed real. Um, I've talked about on the show a few times. I'm going to dig around and see if I can find it and see if I can find a CD player. I'll put it in the episode if I can. My first rap group, we were all about the Matrix. Okay, we had a video that never oh, came okay. out where we trained for months where I was Agent Smith. Uh, Alaska we, trained for months. They had months choreography. On, we had a choreography. We, wow. we shot underground with a generator all day. I, we had multiple locations. I had the earpiece in the suit. Video never came out. Okay. <laughs> you have it still? No. It needs to I, on YouTube. No, I saw he has it the, once. He has the audio. I saw the video once on VHS ain't that, ain't in that Delaware. This, that was very two thousand. The very the videos like the, 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 that cumbersome and all types of nonsense mm-hmm. happening. You end up seeing them one time. You see one, one time cut on and VHS disappears. in Delaware. Shouts yeah. to yeah. Fat Cousin. I think Fat right. Cousin uh, on Twitter. I think he might have. He it. might have it. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll hit him up. Um, but we yeah. so we did we did a song for the video. The song was called "The Matrix," and then we had another <laughs> song. Um, I forget what it was called, but the hook was free your mind and the rest will follow. And then we sampled parts from the Matrix and we rap with this super hood. Wait, group wait, in wait, Baltimore. wait, 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 free your mind and the rest will follow. Yes. So was this a Matrix song or and, and, and Vogue? It was a it was it was a blend of both. Correct. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, because he said free your mind. And then free I said, your mind, Mr. Yes. Anderson, yes. or the rest will follow. Yes. Don't be too blind, Mr. Anderson. Yes. Don't, Don't be, be too, too shallow. shallow. What a great song. Wow. Um, that was a great song. Song. I actually it was. heard that this weekend. Song. I was like, wow. Oh, Remember that, when, that uh, power when, ballad? Dog, no, no, that's... No, when... Uh, Before you can read me, you got to do that. Say it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. The one line she says, she says something like, I like I like black music. I like black hair. She says something like, she says something like, that doesn't mean that I'm a prostitute. No, right. no, no. No. <laughs> Yo, and Vogue was oh. incredible. They had, they had quite a yeah. So anyway, my my connection to the first Matrix film runs deep, and it's very hilarious. Very deep. So if I can find any of these old CDs and I can upload them in time, uh, it'll be at the end of the episode somewhere. So Alaska, what what is what was your first initial relationship to the Matrix? I was blown away, man. Mm. So I ended up like coming to it late. I saw it at um, Castro. You remember like the the three dollar theater over on like Fifty Seventh Street? 
Yeah, and they would play. Uh, they would play like second run movies. Like, yeah, so they would yeah. put it like let's say Wild Wild West came out in March. It right. would be at the three dollar movie theater in um, May April. Something yeah. like that. Play yeah. full on digital whatever. Like they didn't Damn. mince quality, but if you wait a while, you miss the initial run of a theater. You can run up Fifty Seventh Street yeah. and catch it. So, yeah. yeah. So right. I saw it there, and I, I was I almost got into a fight with a dude in the crowd because he was being a dick. Um, but, oh, this story is great. This story is great. The, the movie was amazing. I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It, it was like, it was completely mind blowing. And I mean, I don't think that's like something unique to me or to anybody else. Like, that shit was a fucking mind blowing movie. No. Nah. Um, I think. Go ahead, the last time I mean, for sure. Go ahead. No, I just, you know, everything that's happened since <laughs> has tarnished it quite a bit. But mm. the, the initial movie and the initial time seeing it, Nothing, nothing was like that ever. It changed. It was like before and after. Mm. All right. So let, let, let's, ju- let's, let's hit this part now. Okay. So the first one kind of goes without saying, I think everyone who's listening to the show, we're all of a certain age where we were there live when this shit was, it'd be weird for someone's like, Oh, I just saw it for the first time two years ago and I'm 40. Like that would be very, right. Odd, right? It was, it was a literal cultural phenomenon, right? Yes. Yes. So then Okay, <laughs> Matrix. Well, wait, don't get ahead of yourself. Let's do this first. Okay. In the trailer, even though they played their high card, they showed a, a filming technique that had never been seen before. Right. And that it. was, but that was what I felt like was the biggest hiccup of this. So one, so for the first one, you create bullet time and mm-hmm. you get your man, David Guetta. He can't, he started dying his hair all silver, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, he was wearing long trenches. The second and third ones, you should have created a second mind-blowing shot and mm. a third mind-blowing mm-hmm. shot just to keep up that tradition yep. of the shots they were like oh wow because the second and third one uh deep did, they dug way into the computer generated animation as opposed to figuring mm-hmm. out another mind-blowing practical shot yeah, yeah they rested on their walls yes i agree and okay so before so the new one just hit and then i watched that on hbo max and then I went back and watched the second and third one in preparation for this show because I like to do my research while my you family's do. sleeping and you take do. my notes. Have mostly three sheets to the fucking win at this point because I got some good ass whiskey for Christmas. But oh, did you get that book? What book? Ray, Ray, Raekwon, Raekwon. No, no, I didn't get that, man. Okay. Shit, I, I, I forgot what book you're talking. About. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm hoping to get the Raekwon book, Staircases. State. Apparently, he shits on RZA a lot in the book from the clips I've seen. Okay. Um, which is interesting. I just remember it was coming up, and I didn't get a chance to ask yeah. you if you had gotten the book. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> before we get to the the new one, which we've all seen, mm-hmm. um, Alaska, which which you only just watched the new one, correct? I mean, I've seen the other ones in the past, okay. and there's right. no need to go back and watch them again. Okay. So I did. Yeah, <laughs> here's some of my notes from okay. from Reloaded. Um, okay, my first note was Roy Jones question mark. <laughs> Alaska, do you remember Roy Jones in the first ten fucking yes. minutes of the Matrix Reloaded? Because yeah. I didn't remember that. Oh, I do now. Like I totally forgot about it. Roy Jones, I, I, I'll, I'll do it, Morpheus. Just see what Deadlock gonna do to you. No, see what Deadbolt gonna do to you. Let me tell you what's wrong with his appearance. Mm. One, he was mostly in the video game, right? Oh. There's a lot more scenes of him in the video game, which they shot all three at the same time. Okay. And, and two, 
I'm gonna tell you the main issue with that line is you 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 gave a a nickname to a character we have yet to meet. Correct. So General Locke, you're calling him Deadbolt. Ah, we don't know who these people are. Good point. You know what I'm saying? So now you're leading us. We're meeting too many people that we haven't even met before. Right. And, you know, he's starting us off. I know they were trying to start us off running, but I remember that being thing. And I was like, we don't right. even know Locke yet. How are you calling him Deadbolt? To, exactly. To the you know what I'm saying? And at the end, he goes, Morpheus, you got 36 hours. Bring your crew here. And that's the other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it, it's obvious. Like, it's definitely one of those movies that, like, they never planned out a trilogy. No. Okay. So let me let like me let, let me dive in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And bear mm-hmm. with me, gentlemen. So, some people are not familiar with the name, but the the person that wrote the original screenplays for both the Terminator and the Matrix is a woman named Sophia Stewart. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. a lot of that has been debunked, and I'm only telling y'all that is because. She, I'm not dissing or nothing, but she's kind of a nightmare in court. Mm. So when things got brought up in court, initial filings and stuff, she gets rid of her counsel. I know because I was I was friends with one of her counsel at one time. And it kind of goes off the rails every time it comes to fruition. So here's what I here's here's what I propose to y'all. Let's just say that's the case. And at bare minimum, they give you the basis story. Screenwriting contest, smitch your scripts. Mm. Um, it might have been a universal box. I don't know, but it was right. one movie company box. And right. within that, with a, um, because it, if you talk to Miss Stewart, the Terminator and the Matrix go hand in hand. Ah. Terminator, yeah, Terminator, you're fighting the one machine from the future. And the Matrix, the future has been realized. The machines have won. And you're still fighting. But, That's so, amazing. So, Wait, right, say right? this again. Say this one more time. No, that, okay. that, that is amazing. Okay. So Terminator and the Matrix yes. probably tie to each other, if you believe what I'm saying about Miss Stewart. Correct. Okay. The Terminator is one you're fighting against a machine sent back from the future right. to fortify their future. Right. In the Matrix, the machines have won. One. Right. Okay. And they're yes. trying to maintain the status quo. Yes. Okay. Now let me get to what Alaska is talking about. Okay. Source material is very important here. And this is where we have things like Game of Thrones letting us down. Mm-hmm. So if you can watch the first Matrix, it's a very much contained story. Mm, yep. I'll even put it, I'll even put it in better layman's terms. The first Matrix was in the Nebuchadnezzar. The whole Correct. movie yep. occurred inside the, the ho- ho- hovercraft. It yep. didn't go anywhere. No. They were in the Matrix, yeah. dumping around, but they didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Second movie occurred in Zion. Now we're at Zion. We're seeing what Zion is. Zion, 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 Zion. These machines are saving our lives. Our lives are saved by machines. And in the third movie, we finally see Machine City. Now, to Alaska's point, when you leave the... Um, when you leave the when you leave the plateau of the source material, you're flailing in every direction. The first movie was very yep. well contained and you could have mm-hmm. shut the door in the movie with him flying up to the screen and that could have been it. And we could have took our little logic uh, stories and theories and ran rapidly. Mm-hmm. When you don't have any more source material, you're picking <laughs> at scraps. You're making things into what is your movie. And if you notice with the second and third one, that's when Simulacra and simulation come into play and yep. a matrix within a matrix and philosophies and also we'll get to it because the third one is way more solidified than the first two the trans allegory uh, now that they've made all the money all day they can put more of those things into into play mm-hmm. but Correct. again to Alaska's point we've we've left the station so yes. all of the goodies and the new ways and this is there is no spoon right all that's out the window because we've already tackled all that. 
he's flown so, away. Here it is. Okay. So peep it. Okay. So my second note in Reloaded is so much talking. There's because so they're trying to explain much, yes. how they've taken over the story now. Correct. Pretty much the Wachowskis have taken over the story. Yes. Terminator and the, and to term, wait. Talking, Terminator talking, to Terminator talking. 2. Terminator 1 is a very vastly different movie than Terminator 2. It's, it's Terminator 1 is a slasher movie. Correct. Thank you. Horror, horror. movie. Right. Horror yeah. with the with the robot leg. Terminator right. 2 was the action bonanza. A lot of lot of daytime shots. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like right. to me, that second old, one, and, like they're in the mall, they're in the right. desert. You know right. what I mean? There's a lot going right. on. Yeah. The first, the, the first one right. is it's nightclubs. She's working as a waitress. Right. She does the metal factory. She's not even equipped to fight these machines off just yet. She's very right. green. Right. Right. Um, and then so what you have to do is for the second one, you have to speed her up, mm-hmm. um, make her into this paramilitary. You have to miscast her son because nobody mm-hmm. really knows how old Edward Furlong is in the movie. Oh, he's a shit. And, right. But Probably I like him. But he's, but he's right. supposed to be 10 or 13 or 15. What is it? Somebody else. Well, yeah. I, would, I would guess 13 probably. And it's a and totally then... different, totally different movie. Right. With the Terminator now redeemed himself. And again, if you believe Miss Sophia Stewart, she was never going to have no Terminator redeem himself or herself yeah. and no, come no. fight for the humans and all that of course stuff. Not. That, but sense. I told you, fighting against the humans, machines win, humans still find a way to fight. Nothing in there Love it. has, I have a pet Terminator that helps me take care of the more advanced Terminator, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense anyway. No. All right? Now, if you're sending back Terminators, you send three back. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what the hell's going on here. So, go right, so yeah. guys, my, my next note from watching Reloaded Live, and this ties into trying to up the ante because the first one like literally remade cinema and action scenes and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. My second one was, my third note is, the courtyard fight scene, the first 30 minutes when Neo fights 700 Agent Smiths, right? Mm-hmm. Half of it is he's doing Kung Fu, he's fighting all of these dudes, and then the other half is my exact note was Neo Geo 3DO PlayStation 1 Activision graphics because the CGI is so bad. It looks like fucking Gumby where Neo turns into a CGI Gumby and Agent Smith turns into Gumby. I have to to bite back against that. It's so distracting. It's so bad. But whereas Quentin Tarantino went full anime and Kill Bill and it didn't take you out the movie. I think we were supposed to assume that we would like when nah. I watch the scene, when I watch the Burly Bro, first of all, I'm watching, think about it. I'm Matrix. I'm, I, don't, I don't even know the term, y'all. I'm Matrix fanatic. So I'm seeing clips of the Burly Bro. And they say, oh, for every five uh, Smiths, there's 20 or five. I was like, what is going on here? Right. So when I watched it, I didn't have in my idea that this needs to look perfect because I saw them but, sliding in some okay, of the kicks and spins. Here's, okay? the, here's, here's the bone I had to pick with you. The first movie was perfect with the fight scenes. Not that many. There wasn't that many um, things to manipulate. On right. Scene. But it was them trying to be too future for 2002 tech. That's my point. Like, even when I was watching it and I was like you, I was matri- clearly I did a fucking two songs about the Matrix in the theater. I was like, this kind of looks fucking bullshit when you're seeing a rubberized Neo and a rubberized Agent Smith in a courtyard after the first 10 minutes of the fight, then it becomes a CGI mess to where he picks up a fucking uh, a bar out of the ground. He hits Smith into a pile of other Smiths and it makes a bowling. Stop. Pin sound. Stop. Why did you bring that up? Stop. Makes a bowling pin. Sound. Uh, Alaska, like we're buddy bumpers, bro. Get in that fight here. where it goes like, like he hit a strike and some, yes. some sound engineer put that in. It's two times. 
when right. he hits him the first time and then another yes. time he kicks him. Right. So the scene was very difficult to shoot. So when I watched the behind the scenes, I was already ready for the scene in the movie because I didn't expect <sighs> it to be pitch perfect. That was me. Um, right. But at the same time, I got one for you. What? The CGI with the twins is great. But why do they have dreadlocks? Uh, and two, what is their purpose? Did they kill okay. anybody? Did they hurt anybody? Did they cut anybody? So apparently what? they were vampires. Because the Merovingian, whatever his name is, Merovingian, gets, Merovingian. he gets way Stop. too much screen time everywhere. <laughs> Even in the new one, they just let him talk for 20 minutes on screen again. He yes. apparently is like the Lucifer where he's guarding the the quote unquote Rogue programs that are supposed to be oh, right. deleted. Yes. Because that version of the Matrix proved futile. Right. And he and he he provided sanctuary for it. Right. So when and then they get to a fight where Neo fight. Okay, so this is I started writing down in the second one all of Neo's powers. You ready for this? Oh, okay. Let's <laughs> okay, go. Ready? Let's go. This is good. Okay, number one, he is super strength. Because there's a part where he picks up one smith and throws him five fucking stories at this guy. So oh, apparently he's super strength. Right? Yeah, yeah. He has super strength. Right. He's the burly bro last. He doesn't the guy doesn't come back down until like two minutes later. You no, see, he just down. throws him at the throws him up five flights, right? Second power. He has flight, which yes. he decides I'm gonna fight 60 Asian Smith rather than just fly the fuck away and get out of there. So but right. he can fly. Okay. Right. Then he can float and flip whenever he, he can defy gravity by floating and flipping sideways. But whenever he's he jumps. In the Matrix. That was kind of established in the first one, though. Right. That's why I'm at wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Yeah, right. that, that's his that's his third power his fourth power is when he's fighting in the mirror of vengeance he can summon weapons off the walls like magneto there's like a there's a katana blade 20 feet away he summons it off the wall into his hand so he can summon weapons that's his fourth power his fifth power is he can stop bullets we know that right his sixth power which we know in the new movie he can create force fields at will his seventh power (laughs) his seventh power is he becomes the vision where he can put his hand inside still bodies in the matrix digital like body and remove a bullet so, right, and then so put his hand back inside Z, and repump her heart. The, wait, 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 hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done his powers. I'm not done his powers. Then in revolutions in the matrix and in the real world, he goes blind, but he could still move around and see things pretty well. Then, um, Okay, that's his last power. He could he could still see things while blind. All right, so got pull nine back powers. To revolutions and pull back, uh, reloaded. What they did was they overpowered him mm. throughout the first movie. That's my point. So my point is this: over, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. Yeah, because they overpowered him, he's not in the movie. Don't y'all notice that? He's what? He's not in reloaded. He's not in it. He is they, in they the fight send scenes. Him, he's, but then when when they close the door on him, he's in the mountains. He has to fly in. And then he he flies. He said, quote, from the mountains, quote, to the city. He flies halfway around the world in 20 minutes to save Morpheus. So he's essentially Superman with telekinetic skills. So you can just do whatever you want. He can what? There's no world. Right. But if there's no world, so he, he doesn't have to fly halfway across the world. Right. So why does he choose to do Kung Fu hand to hand fighting? If he because, has died, right, they give him power. all of these powers, but this is where their their story is taking flight. But he has no understanding, and the way they the way the Wachowskis explain it, they say you already made the choices. You just have to understand why you made the choices. So 
you have these powers, you don't understand how to use them. And that keeps him in this loophole. You know what I'm saying? Because he can make better decisions with different powers, but he doesn't because he doesn't know what he's doing. First of all, you know, get man. trapped up in the, in the Alps. Nobody tells you about backdoors. Right. Like he still doesn't know about backdoors all the way to the end of the movie because right. no one knows so backdoors. So he Smith flies. knows backdoors. Right. Smith is back. Is in, and, in, and then the Asian dude, the key, the key dude, the key yeah. guard or whatever. But Smith is in the back alley. He's like, mm-hmm. surprising still. Like, we don't even, you know, <laughs> all that. Um, but then alas, also the, the, the but way also the, the, they wouldn't yeah. be sequels to make them millions of dollars if they're like, he has all his powers, he can fix everything, we're done. Right. So they had to come up with clever ways of pulling him off the board. Close the door first at the chateau. Make him confused by the Merovingian and oh running tasks. I was by confused by the Merovingian. What are you saying, Les? You might You're be overselling it by saying it's clever. <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't mean clever in terms of like uh, <laughs> great writing. I meant they have to take him off the board. Because if you oh, leave him did. with everybody else. Yes, they did. You know what I'm saying? There wouldn't be the highway chase because he would just grab everybody and flew away. Yeah, so my, my, my note is he is essentially Magneto, the Vision, and Superman with a with a uh, a, a sadomasochist fetish. <laughs> he he's a BDM fetish. All right, Alaska, let me ask you this because he's old, and he's I love him. Trust me, I listen. I'm just I'm, no, I'm no, joking no, no, because wait, wait. I love on, I love Keanu. I love I got that. I love him. Alaska was the lobby scene realistic to you before they go to the roof on the first one? Did that work out for you when they shot the up lobby. all the security? And the security guards and on the first one did that at the, work? At the end right yeah at the end oh i mean yeah it worked in the in the movie it's incredible okay still figuring everything out in the third one where they go to club hell and the people flip to the upside down oh my god I, stop I, i'm asking a last question how did you take that scene i laughed all right did it come across like they're running out of ideas um, I didn't even think about it in that way. I was just like, this is stupid. Okay. I forgot about it. I forgot about it until I watched Revolutions last night and I'm like, oh my God, they're at a fucking S&M club where there's just dudes with like bondage masks on the ceiling. Like, what is happening? Like, this is, this cost $200 million to make and they were like, yo, we revolutionized action two years ago. Now we're going to have dudes with gag balls in their mouth. But wait, I want to pull you back from that, Zeke. I don't agree. I don't think they revolutionized action movies. I think they revolutionized shooting certain scenes yeah, in action yeah, movies. Yeah. Yes. So when you, when if you would advance that and apply it, like I was saying, come up with a new shot weeks even. Right. And we're I not agree. sitting there. We're not like John Wick is, is great with the action. Why? Because the stunt coordinator directs it and stuntmen. Mm a choreographer and stuntmen figure out well we could just fall flat because that's their expertise the Wachowskis right. are catching up to the story that Miss Stewart penned in the first okay. place okay uh, uh, how about this why don't we take a quick break because I want to yeah. talk about the, what, the, what the Wachowskis Wachowskis real like I've, I just have a separate thing I wanted to point out about them okay because okay. after watching now all of the Matrix movies I, I have some interesting or I would I would actually like to get you guys what your opinions are, too, because you guys know your shit. So okay. let's, let's do our first break. Co-op culture. We're all, all here right. talking the Matrix quadrilogy <laughs> live together. It's, it's that, that time, time again. We're, we're back. back. Career crooks. Me and small professor. New album. Never at peace. Available now worldwide streaming on all platforms. Very, very, very limited pieces of merch left. You can scoop it at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. 
If you've heard the Live from the Liner Notes episode, you know what it is, you know what we're about. If you haven't, go back and peep it. Play with the record featuring Shrapnel, I Alive, and Donovan Days, Blueprint, DJ Manipulator, and that's all she wrote. Move back. Me and Small Pro never had peace. Career crooks available now. Internet humans, this is Wally Clark. When I am not swimming the Panama Canal in Thames or teaching infants how to steal, I am listening to the Call Out Culture podcast with Zilla, Curly Castro, and Alaska. Make sure you check out my new record, Goon, fully produced by Flu and available on vinyl through Tough Kong Records. And remember, you are nothing, and I am everything. Hey friends, it's me, your friendly neighborhood podcast host, Alaska. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting new project that I just released with my friend Jason Griff. You might know Jason Griff from his many appearances on the Call Out Culture podcast, as well as his groundbreaking work with the Griff Scorsese Midnight Express album. Also, his solo project... Fireside Chats. You need a sweater and a bearskin rug for that one, fellas. Anyway, we just dropped a new record called Human Zoo. And Human Zoo examines the cages that we put around society and the self-imposed cages we put around ourselves. It features exciting tracks like Reboot featuring Fat Boy Sharif and Animal Farm featuring Love Ulysses. We also have additional vocals from the likes of Alex Ludovico. Not Ludovico, Ludovico with a C. See what I'm saying there, people? And Premrock. And then the All Hook All The Time track featuring vocal stylings from Curly Castro. Zilla Rocka, Def C, Rob Sonic, Breezley Bruin, and Open Mike Eagle. If you like the rap music, folks, you're gonna wanna get this record. It's a must have for every true aficionado, and you could get it at insubordinaterecords.com. Alaska, out! Call out culture! podcast we're here yo. Uh, talking the matrix quadrilogy so yo the wachowskis yo uh after watching all of their matrix I've, I've seen almost all of their filmography right no you haven't i said almost i didn't say you didn't uh, watch jupiter ascending no and i did not watch sense eight because i'm not watching that i um, watched jupiter ascending alaska oof. I watched it one and a half times. I don't even know how they fucking keep getting work. Alaska, one point. of the characters is a dog. Like he's a human, but they, they slice the, the dog. Yeah, they slice. You read the description. He's a dog. I'm not being funny. Oh they splice his DNA with dog DNA. So he'd be loyal to this. one. He's a dog. Dog. I watched 20 minutes of Cloud Atlas. I was like, this is what the f-? I just turned it off. Oh, that's a lot. It's that's so bad. Um, so one of my homegirls got into Sense8 real heavy, but it, I think on some TV show shit. 
Yes. She got swallowed into it. Yeah. Okay. So when you when you look at the Wachowskis, right? Here here's their work. Okay. The first movie, they they're actually hot out the box. Okay, but check it out. Yeah. They 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 did Bound with Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon. Fucking right. classic, great right. like Skinamax type of movie, but kind of ill too with Joe Pantoliani. Right. They also wrote the movie Assassins with Sylvester Stallone and Antonio. I love that movie. Love that movie. Okay. Cat and Mouse movie. Um, right. very minimal information. Your homegirl right. was pumped up too much of a character. Who was it mm-hmm. Juliet something? What's mm-hmm. her name? Julianne um, Moore. Julianne Moore, they pumped yep. up cat eyes. I was like, you're not this still. I would have believed anybody else in that. You're not. She keeps no, running back not. to get the cat and she's leaving the cat and she's no not good. listening to Sylvester Stallone. For no. good. So, the, okay. So the all time level up goes from Assassins and Bound to The Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. So. And they had to make Bound to convince Warner Brothers to give them the money for The Matrix. Right. Okay. So, the, okay. Here, here's our next directorial stuff Matrix, Matrix Reloaded. Then enter the Matrix video game. Right. Then Animatrix Flight sure, of the curated. Osiris. They, they curated the Animatrix. But yeah, they, they wrote sure. But yeah, they wrote the a mix. bunch of it. Yeah. Right. Then yeah. they do enter the Matrix video games, the right. Matrix Revolutions, the Matrix Online video game, Matrix The Path of Neo. So they spend six years straight Matrix University. That's their only job for six years, right? Okay, then you go to Speed Racer. I'm the, one of the biggest Speed Racer fans in the world. He is. They yeah. did right. Be for be for Vendetta. Right, and then and we'll okay. get it right, and then, and then they did and wrote and then directed uh, another for final Vendetta. movie. I might I might want to add. He didn't go anywhere. Neither should be. Did she, neither did she. They didn't leave the compound for the for the whole movie. Yeah, and it's like it's like a very Bush era movie that I yeah. never go back to and never care to see again in my life. It's just right. it's not interesting at all. And then you get to after that shit, you get to um, Cloud Atlas disaster, Jupiter ascending disaster, Sensate. I don't know. And then the Resurrections, which is only written by or directed by Lana. Lana, and right. the other, and then the, the sister is out. Right? right. So they have a really, really bad batting average. That's my point. Like really Kevin historically bad. Say it again. They Kevin Mossed it. Kevin Mossy, early 90s Yankees reference. I'm here. Comes out the box super hot. Yep. And then can't hit the curve. Can't hit a curve, bro. Like it's it's but bad. that's the thing about the two of them. I don't know. I mean, they did bound in smaller pieces, but there was something missing from them to me of being filmmakers where they'll keep chomping at the bit. Everything gotta be a smash hit. And if mm-hmm. it's not a smash hit, then you're not willing to work on tiny minutiae movies that might turn out to be better but it's not some big blockbuster it's like they got they got their nut and they couldn't go back yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i I just think like overall the wachowskis or wachowskis wachowskis clearly they've impacted culture of the 20th century forever even we can even know like even just just the fashion of the first matrix permeated everything people wearing oversized sweaters with holes and thumb holes and Fucking all black leather and fucking Ray Ban's whole fashion line is based on the Matrix. Literally, you're right. Like Yeezy shit is like it's like monotone muted Matrix clothes, right? And so all of that shit from the you know the way Morpheus looked and but seemingly they've had one good idea ever. 
That's it. But it but it wasn't their idea. It wasn't even their idea. Correct. Uh, but I mean, like in terms of how to shoot it. No, I mean, the yeah, action sequences, you know, the bullet from, camera. Yeah, I, I, all that shit. I totally give them that one they time. Put, they did take pen from paper and put it on film. I'll give right. them that. You know, that's as much as I'll give them. But that's yes. why the story thins all the way out. Right. All right. For instance, The Hobbit is one book. I love The Hobbit. It's not three movies under any circumstances. You are really pounding that meat. Wait, wait, that, 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 but that's too. Wait, is there multiple Hobbit movies? I never seen the Hobbit. The Hobbit they made the Hobbit into a trilogy. They did. Okay, because I, I only saw Lord of the Rings trilogy. I didn't watch the Hobbit. Trilogy. Okay, okay. Growing up, me and Alaska read the Hobbit. Very popular book for yeah. I read, I read the Hobbit. There's the animated show as well. I watched the animated, animated joint. Yeah, I watched the animated that. The back in the day. Crazy with yeah. the um with uh, um, homeboy had the nose. Um, mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But for instance, that is not a trilogy. Under any auspices, you cannot no. stretch that into three movies, and they did. So you see what I'm saying? So it's right. like they're trying to rape us for the money, and I'm right. not saying the Matrix did that. I, I am. I'm saying they did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, continue your premise. <laughs> anyway, I'm so I'm just pointing out, like when I look back at their stuff, I'm like, it, they really coasted off the first movie for what, nineteen Five, years? Six years. Oh, I mean, you mean to, oh, you're stretching to, it all the to way out. even like get work now doing another one because HBO Max and Warner Brothers needed content. I mean, like Jupiter Ascending, no one gives a fuck. Cloud Atlas, no one gives a fuck. Speed Racer, kind of cool because it's like very catchy and and bright, but mm-hmm. no one's like thinking about that. V for Vendetta, like truly outside of what's your name shaving her head, no one's watching V. It, it left no <laughs> cultural imprint anywhere. Nor did revolutions are reloaded. And again, but even V for Vendetta, that wasn't even their material. They right. It's Alan Moore. I completely screenplayed out Alan Moore joint. Right, right. Which he disavows as he always does. Now, I will say about reloaded, for example, like the Trinity highway scene is fucking great action when she's on the motorcycle with the key master dude. Indeed. That's phenomenal. Indeed. Like, that's great work. But other than yeah. that, it's like. But every movie stunted. has like one moment like that. Signature Except pieces. for the new one. The new one didn't have any good movies. No, not the, the action was very much tertiary. It wasn't even secondary. It was the third no. thing that right. was important in the movie. Yeah. So that's, that's the question I want to ask then. Like what. When you. OK, when you watch Tarantino, when you watch Spike Lee, who we talked about on this show, no matter how good or bad the movies are, you at least know, like this movie I'm watching by this director, whoever they are. They, they, they're going to give me the one thing that they really fucking shine with. So with mm-hmm. Tarantino, it's dialogue. He's the best dialogue writer, right? Spike Lee, it's like mm-hmm. not in your head, but like he but he he puts an emphasis on like writing. No, no, that's fine. I, I think the writing is very impressive, but he's definitely not the best dialogue writer. But well, I, think, I think he is. But I totally Spike, disagree. But Spike is like, I'm going to put in my message about whatever is bugging me at this moment inside this movie, whether it's about a bank robbery or a, a dude with an upset stomach in the hood. Like he's going to put in his thing of what's happening in the moment, like message. He's always going to do that, whether it's good right. or bad. Right. All right. What, what are the Wachowski's about? What is it? You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if they were just like flashy Michael Bay motherfuckers. Like, yo, we just make nah, popcorn but, action movies. Unfortunately, that are crazy. If it was Michael Bay, the budget would have been two hundred more. Seriously, like it would have been four hundred million before they made back the money for the first one. It's probably better. I don't know because the field has ran dry. You go into mm. the well and there's no water in it. They got Agreed. nothing. That's my point. So what, so what, what are they? What, what, what is the story going to do 
if they couldn't do they should have left the story be now mind yeah, you i don't should've. know what else they should have went to but if they left the story be then it could have existed in perpetuity and then maybe you could come back some years later and do smaller stories out the matrix that's why the animatrix works so well this is crazy there's one sequence in animatrix where it's just a glitch in the matrix and kids are playing with it and yep. like this this car is floating and the cat starts floating until this hazmat team comes and wardens it off and fixes everything. Like right. those little things in the matrix, because that's what the first one did. It opened up so many possibilities. People were telling their own stories. Zilli, you talk about a song. Yes. Like it, it opened up a landscape for people to create their own stories because we were under the auspices of a simulation. We don't know what's real. Anything right. could be real. Right. This yeah. could be real. That could be real. And when you run out of, they ran out of runway. So here's my, here's my note about revolutions. Ready? I, I didn't have many. No, I want Alaska to die in this because that's what he. he Wait, it's, it's Revolutions is the new one, right? No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Directions. I thought oh, we were yeah, talking okay. about Revolutions but, is the third one. Yeah, the, I got nothing to say about that one. It's three out of four of the quadrilogy. Um, I wrote Revolutions is one of the ugliest movies ever. It would give Zack Snyder a boner. It's so. In terms of um, what? What do you mean? Gray, everything is just gray. The whole movie is gray. Everything's gray and red and black. Revolution. Well, that's because what I say the so same gross. Ones, we're in the right. real world. We're yes. outside where there's no sun. We're no in sun. a machine city. There's no sun. Yes. We're in Zion. There's no sun. Yep. You know what I mean? Everything it's that's pretty fucking drag is, to watch, is what's cipher like. But that's where cipher has a point. Not to betray and kill his his, his homies. Right. But when he was sitting there with the heart being played and, and the, the steak and the know, steak and they just ate like a cream of cream of corn. Steak, like a steak and shit. Remember? Yeah, like he was he was upset with Morpheus because he was he was fueled by I don't like it here. It's cold. We do do the same thing every day. We do what he tells us to do. And I'm pretty sure people lower level on his crew. They didn't get the full one spiel. They didn't go to Oracle and get like Cypher didn't go to Oracle and Cypher said and Oracle said, you're going to help save uh, Morpheus from tripping over a building and in turn He'll bump into an associate of Neo's and y'all help. I don't think he got that message. No. In fact, I don't think he got a message. He was no. just a menial soldier. And that's why he was bound to betray them anyway. Because look what you have him doing. And look what he could be doing. Correct. Mr. Reagan, we need the launch codes. You know what I'm saying? But he's <laughs> sitting there dining him out as opposed to this guy. Like, think about it. They kept wearing, you said it, the clothes with the holes in it. The recycling yep. of clothes. I didn't see mm-hmm. no, I saw as many hovercrafts. And as many um, port stations and as many ways you can load up Kung Fu and stuff. I didn't see no right. washing machine. No. I didn't see no soap products. <laughs> no. Saying, I didn't see no soap products. I didn't see any running water. No. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if they hooked up with a sewer system somewhere. I'm pretty sure there's residual water. But if, if 100 years went without sewer running properly, all that water could evaporate. It's, I'm just it's, saying. It's, it's, yeah. Right. And so you're spending all this time in the real world. And it is a gross, dank, gray gloomy fucking place and i'm like i just want to see some crazy fucking ass. and i don't even want to see like all these cgi sentinels with the red eyeballs and the fucking extendo arms and drilling away it's it's just like such a downer and then at the very end you have neo in the rain and again i'm, I'm not an anime dude so i'm not sure what movies and anime shows it ripped off but my other note is like the, the, my other note, my only note for revolutions is the final battle is a rubber CGI punch fest in the sky while it rains. Like that's the, the only good payoff. things. The only good things are the aftermath of the punches, the, the the rain being flown from the power of the punches, 
when they bass into each other and the gravity starts being affected. But having everybody again. So this is where you sideline Smith. Bear mm-hmm. with me, fellas. You sideline Neil by making him fall trick to all these back doors and stuff. Good point. Sideline Smith by making it so he knows the outcome he thinks he knows. So he doesn't have to participate fully with all his clones. Right. And and the thing is, like, OK, Hugo Weaving, he's fucking phenomenal. And all he's these movies, scenery, chewing he's great. Neo, again, listen, Keanu, he's phenomenal. He's literally just bewildered all the time and chill. Lawrence Fishburne, probably his most iconic part ever, right? Like, but like, I like Lawrence in the first one when he has something to do. Yes. And the second one, he was just kind of going through motions. And the third one, he was a defeated puppy. He was a Correct. puppy that left at the bus station on a leash and nobody came back and got. And, and Carrie Ann Moss, clearly, when, like, this is her biggest thing ever. Yeah. Like, what when, when, um, when Morpheus... Didn't Neil said that was another form of control. I don't believe you. Think about Morpheus saying to the one he's been chasing for 20, 30 years. I don't mm-hmm. believe what you're telling me, even though I know you went to the source. Right. So this whole, you know, this whole world came crashing down. And then my, my last note before and we'll wrap up the first three movies is how does the Oracle, who's a program, how does she know it? Is she the first algorithm? Like she's just predicting everything based on past behaviors and attitudes and choice. Like- well, no, the Oracle was created as a byproduct of the first couple of matrices not taking hold. So because you had the architect with this math mind trying to figure out how to keep these humans, because it wasn't just plugging them up. They had to be at a certain level of happiness or sadness. They had to be interacting. That's what right. it wasn't just them plugged up. I think people missed that. They right. had to be like emoting, laughing, crying. That's why they had storylines. Yes. In the, inside the matrix. Right. So when you, I'm sorry. Uh, so it has to work out that way in order for the, the energy to be generated properly, per se. Okay. To keep the engine going of the right. matrix. Right. And, and the architect sequence. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Let me finish. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry. so they created the Oracle because the architect in his application was too mathematic and they were losing hordes and hordes of crops. Okay. So we created an intuitive program a more human program. How, how are you going to make humanity take to this alternate reality? Mm-hmm. Oh, make it like the 90s when everybody was into everything and, you know, counter, you know, counteracting what the man was doing. Maybe, maybe not, because that was working. And she came up with that. He didn't, uh, if y'all remember. She came up with that, and 99% of the subjects took to the program. So wh- where does the prophecy come from? Because I feel like that's just, you know, a classic hero story, Joseph Campbell right. trope, like right. everything, everything about Neo and Morpheus is built on a prophecy. But where the prophecy is the remainder. So when you um like three point one four, there's always that remainder that keeps coming and popping up. So every right. time this, this successful version of the Matrix, not the sixth one, the third one, mm-hmm. bear with me, because the first two suck. The third one is working. Right. The, there's always an anomaly, meaning there's always going to be remnants of these numbers. It's not an exact math. Okay. So when that happens, it builds on itself and it's still an anomaly, but you let it grow unfettered because the program is working. So, but how, does, you reach, how does Morpheus know about a prophecy in the real world? So, so what happens is because the numbers are working, the Oracle helps reinforce this idea of the one and uh. a person like Morpheus. So don't even think that this was the fifth, um, Neo, this is the fifth Morpheus. Right, got you. Got okay, you. so they, so yep. she plants a seed in this Morpheus. His name, I'm going to say his name is uh, uh, Sisyphus. So right. first it was Sisyphus going to go find uh, Neo. 
And um, what happens is, is again, the buildup of the anomaly and the numbers. And at some point, the program has to expunge this because mm-hmm. now it's causing a system failure because they've let it grow. But by letting it grow, um, programming works. Like, let's say, let's take um, Neil's lifespan in the Matrix. How old is he? Like 30 something, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's just say 35 or 40 years, an anomaly reaches um, critical mass. And they have to do something about it program wise. Mm-hmm. So in the past, they've made the Neo, the one associate with his peoples, mm. his peoples, all of them. Yep. So I'm going to save as many as I can. Zion is under fire. Deadlock is no way to be found. I'm pretty sure. But, you know, Zion, think about how Zion looked when he was talking to the, to the architect. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Keep happening. All right. Give me 20, 20, give me 24 people. We'll go find another little hovel and we'll start there. And that way it balances out the equation because you re-enter his um member, he has power powers outside the matrix. So you can re-enter his um outcomes, the new, the neo, whatever version it is, you re-enter them, it balances the program and they start from scratch. It's just it's like a, a, you know what it is, it's a quick reboot. There you so go. Think about Neo as like a control or delete, a quick reboot. But ah. it, it it has to work after a certain buildup. So let's say you have a timer and it gets to 50. All right, tick tick. Not, nah, but at the same time, we're rebooting. We're starting from like when you expunge your files. Right. Only got three songs left. I had eight hundred. I had to get rid of all of them. I need space. Mm-hmm. Now I got three songs left, so we're starting from scratch. Neo was supposed to associate that as a macro scale, but he associated with one chick, Trinity. Mm. So he was going to do everything to save Trinity to hell with all these Zionites and all that shit. Yes, and that's the choice he makes. Right. <laughs> this this is the most thorough understanding of some of the most forgettable movies of the 2000s you're going to hear ever very very much so especially on a fucking rap podcast made by any rappers let's let's take a break we'll come back and talk this new one so if you haven't seen a new one skip ahead for a while this is gonna be heavy spoilers we're gonna have alaska just come right off the hip talk that shit also don't forget that um tragedy Gaddafi has an enter the matrix cd i don't know if that's what it's called matrix Matrix. Matrix. they got the green on it and if you look at it yeah he's the only one that broached it nobody else really did it i feel like smiles and south star i mean there was me there was me no but i I mean like put it out z like put it out as a cd (laughs) get it sent to coconuts and all that stuff i doubt it we didn't and we were working at coconuts we could have just had on the shelf we fucked up all right we'll be back hold on culture Black Panther Party 10-point program, written October 15, 1966. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in military service to defend 
in a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released at the many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwoods Studios. Get it now. He had the fucking sunglasses on, yep. the coat in the background. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Talking about low hanging. I want to make that. You, my you have any ideas? You don't have any ideas? Yeah, man. Just yeah, throw we, that we matrix, matrix back here. I knew it. I knew it, it. It really became the shorthand, like just the laziest shorthand. Yes. For um future and for like tech. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'm in yeah. the know. It was like a shortcut to deepness. Oh, big yes. Anyways, wait, 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 where, where is? Oh, tra- tragedy made parts one, two, and three, and four of the well, Matrix. Another quadrilogy. Another quadrilogy. Wait, ready? Here you go. Here, I'll share my screen real quick. Here it is. Here it is. There's <laughs> Thug wow. Matrix. Thug Matrix one. I remember that one. And then there's the Matrix four. Yeah, three. The there's Thug <laughs> Matrix two. Thug Matrix three. And wow. there's one with he's wearing the beret. <laughs> That's three. That's probably the best one. The third one's probably the best. There's four where he has a hat saying, I am the greatest. Thug Matrix four. Oh my God. I I, I bet gang can weigh in on on the, the power of, of the Thug Matrix quadrilogy. <laughs> all right. I, I will put a wage up there. Out of all four of those, he sold under a thousand. Oh, without a question, he he sold under four hundred. I mean, he is popular, so maybe I could be wrong. Like, maybe, wait, are you uh, saying of the most of the most recent ones? So no, of all of no, of all of them. Oh no, he sold more than a thousand. Really? Yeah, he's 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 tragedy cadaver. Uh, yeah, not- what what was the timeline of? Uh, yeah, excuse me. Um, what years are we talking here? Uh, on Amazon. Uh, let's. Well, the first see. one had to be in ninety nine, two thousand. He couldn't stay yeah. too far. From no, he was selling. Me. I mean, he was yeah. selling out of his trunk. Right. Th- all right, two thousand one. Oh no, 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 no. Wait. Well, this says two thousand seven. Might have a release date. But, I would go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll look at the Wikipedia because some of these have re releases. They'll throw off the date for you. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give me any definitive answers on. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it was released in 2005 after the entire trilogy of the movies had their run. Dude, he had Havoc, Scram Jones, Alchemist, Ayatollah, Cormega, Raekwon, Nature. I'm about to play this shit. 
Havoc on a couple songs. Okay. That, that's that's good stuff. All right, let's come back and wrap it up with the with the new movie. Uh yeah. Yeah, Thug Matrix 2 is in 2006. He was really bad. Dude, Nas is on this. Yeah, no, Price. he sold he sold copies. Oh uh, well, no, it's it's basically they're just mixtapes. They're they're just him pulling all of his but my thing is cameos tra- like T-O-N-Y is on here. Tragedy yeah. can call an audible. You get what I'm saying? Like he can right. call in a favor or two. That's all yeah. we're saying. Sure. Sure. I agree. Yeah. There we go. Three, two. I mean, I, I bought a T-shirt off of him outside of Grand Central Station. All right. <laughs> Castro, there's a dude on a tragedy album named Christ Castro. So there you go. Wow. That's for the people out there listening. Call out culture. We're back. I'm going to have to take um, him out. Christ Castro is on site. So all of it. So spoiler alert heavily. If you haven't watched the new Matrix movie, just mm-hmm. either just shut this pod down now or fucking don't whatever. Listen to what Alaska has to say about the new one. So Alaska, what, what were some of your thoughts about the newest Matrix movie? It's in contention for the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> With what? What, what With are some other? The Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oof. It's one of those two is the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Why? Why is that the case? Dude, it was so boring. It had no point. It was a <laughs> meandering mess. It was just like Keanu Reeves looking like he had knee braces on, like limping yes. through the scenes. Like, yes, he was like, it was like D from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when she was like the aluminum monster. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's what he looked yeah. like running through through uh, the Matrix. And it was just like the whole shit was just corny and awful. Um, the, the new Agent Smith, my note was that he reminds me of Dennis Reynolds. I've been watching a lot of it. So it's clearly it's on your mind. Um, but yeah, the, the new Agent Smith definitely has that like swarmy vibe about him. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith is just awful as always. She's, There's nothing she, likable yeah, about her as a person. The first hour was the most boring bullshit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was like a mix of like trying to be trippy with like a weird Hallmark movie, you know, meeting in the coffee shop, like, oh, it's, you know, yes. You can't uh, tell what it is. Tiffany. It's, yeah. It was just fucking stupid. It was really the dumbest shit. It was so heavy handed. It was so poorly written. The dialogue was garbage. Um, dude, the, the, the new Trinity, whoever she is, like the one that was trying to like replicate what Trinity was doing in the first scene. Oh, Colleen Wing you know, from Colleen fucking from, Defenders. From she was Iron dope. Fist. I mean, she's a great actor. Like her. She's a but great actress. The dude that was like running with her, the guy that was like, I don't even remember this motherfucker. The I computer guy. Him. No, 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 no. That she was Colleen Wing. So the, wait, wait. Colleen Wing was um, Bugs. She, she, she Bugs. was in it helping Neil, but that first scene you seen with her doing with them doing Bugs in it, that was a simulation, and Neil was running to try to train. His age but Bugs train made her way into it, though. And train more through his own things. No, she but found Bugs... it, but I'm saying that first... No, that no first I understand that. Kicked the chair and was... No, no, no Bugs I, is, I understand Bugs that. Is... I'm talking about... I'm just okay, talking okay, about okay, Bugs okay. being it. Yeah. But, but the dude that was, like, coaching okay, okay, her sorry. and guiding her... Uh, he might have been the worst that, character ever in any movie. That, the shit that he did, like, the high five with the little robot... Uh, was corny and then like the, the internet talk where look, he was I like, will say this he was like how bad he's like it's all the bad uh, it's just like this shit is the worst alright we world. can all admit and I want to let us get to finish we can all admit that they've been chasing try to find Tank ever since 
Tank the first movie. They haven't been able to find a good operator. And I True. like I like Howard Perrino. But ever <laughs> since the first one, they haven't had like he's 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 an attractive man. Yes. He was catching yep. everybody's attention. Oh, yeah. No plugs in my arms. But he wanted too much paper. Um mm. and probably probably didn't really want too much paper because they were making enough to pay him. But yeah. um I just think it's funny, um, Alaska, that you bring up Sec because he's the latest engineer and he's just and they still can't get it right. No, he's so still bad. can't get it right. He's he's awful. The the, he's mo- awful. the he's moment like, he's like an e harmony commercial guy. That's like <laughs> the level of acting he's bringing to the table. E harmony. Like, I don't I don't want to play games. Oh <laughs> I'm not here for games. <laughs> I'm here for love. Oh my god, dude. The shit All right, let so me get my spiel because you're. So wait, wait, I got, I got a couple more things real quick. Get it? I want to go second. Um, yes. I, I thought yes, the one part with Neil Patrick Harris where he was like, you know, they were wrong. Is like people between people wanting facts and fiction. Like I thought that was kind of mm, an interesting. Okay. Point, was um, good. Because that's was that's great. kind of you know pressing it now. But then like the whole like the bots thing, like turning into a zombie horde. Where it's just like a horde of bots coming and then throwing themselves off a roof. Oh, that was um, that was like World bombs. War Z shit to me. Yeah, but that yeah. was saving them. That was saving money. They didn't have oh, to yeah. make. They didn't have to make uh, Agent Smith pull it, plug his hand into you, and all they had to do yeah. was that little green thing on people's eyes. Because if I'm not mistaken, those weren't even humans either. Those are like literal bots that attack yeah. your spam and your yeah. your email and stuff like that. Right. That's yeah. cool. And then cool. um, the commentary on how like. It's so much more complicated now. Or Jada Pinkett Smith is like so much more complicated. People used to want to be free. I was like, fuck out of here with that shit. You're just worried about making a strawberry. Um, <laughs> Genetic <laughs> strawberry. And, and just yeah. by the end, I wanted the Matrix to win. I was rooting for the Matrix. Oh my goodness. I wanted the machines to win. And then, oh my especially goodness. when they ended it with that horrible Rage Against the Machine cover. Oh, that was. I mean, fuck Rage Against the Machine, but like that cover itself was just. Was that like some random chick from TikTok? Like they couldn't. No, it's like some some band. Some band. It was horrible. Come like like a bomb never sounded cheesier. It was. At first, I was like, I thought that Zach re recorded it with just his own band. That's what it sounded like to me at first, first. And then I was like, no, I know this song. And I was like, oh, man, it's just the cover. I stopped. I, you know, did you watch it to the end to watch that last pitch? About cats. Oh, no, there was. I didn't even know. I couldn't do. So it at anymore. the end, there was a post-credit scene about you know the internet's dead. You know what we need cat videos. It was that whole little team that Neil was working with in the beginning of the movies. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's rough. Okay, so let me get my spills because I was Please. I don't know year. So here it goes. Sorry, I'm gonna get my video back. So here it goes. So I'm such a Matrix fan that the Matrix Resurrections to me was like Saved by the Bell working at the summer camp. It was like a good nostalgic. I, I appreciated seeing everybody back. They weren't doing anything groundbreaking. I knew I wouldn't see, you know, something I never saw before, but I did enjoy seeing the gangs all here. Now, do those always really work? No, because it's Scooby-Doo remakes that suck. And, you know, every Scooby-Doo character's there. But that's what I felt. I felt warm inside and I smiled because I'm such a fan of the first one. Semi fan of the second, the second and third one, and just to see them just go full to go into it and head first and come out with a movie, it it was nostalgic. Um, it was nostalgic for me. I rubbed my belly, I smiled. Now, where is it as far as movies and stuff? I don't know, because I think it's a, I think it's more of a personal obsession. I don't think you're gonna sit there with your friends and have watch parties with it. But I think if you like the Matrix, if it's on USA, you'll let it play. 
something like that. Because one, the action scenes are very minimized. And and you know why? Because John Wick is a superior movie. And he's shooting that one as well. So if, if, if Keanu was going to pull anything, stretch anything, hurt anything, we'll do that for uh, John Wick. Uh, five, <laughs> oh, he definitely pulled something. He definitely pulled something while not exerting himself. <laughs> um, so I just thought it was like a warm cup of cocoa. We all know what this is. We all, you know what I'm saying? I didn't like that they mirrored so much of the first one. I didn't like the Morpheus thing. I, this is my thing. The Morpheus and the Smith characters, they had good actors behind them, but you kind of just created new characters. So, all right, mm-hmm. so the Morpheus thing, you could have literally called him Morpheus too. Or Morpheus. He's such a waste of a character because he's such a good you, actor. That guy's you could have awesome. just left him in as another character yeah. that you were yeah. building in this modal that you subconsciously are building after Morpheus but his has a different name. Like I said, Sisyphus or something, like some name that's close to it. But he still knows how to break you out and help you get back into get, get to get your mojo back. The new Smith, I like Homeboy. He didn't have to be Smith. They no, didn't have right. to fight in the train station and do the, the speed punch and all that stuff. Yeah. Like they could have just left him as his own character. You know what I'm saying? And that's where I think they that 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 was lazy. Very lazy. Because mm-hmm. those both could have been decent characters. And then it. And yeah, they didn't have to do any more than what they did. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have to do any more, any right. less than what we saw on the screen. But I think there would have been more merit to it if they were their own characters and allowed to, to exist as such. Bugs works. We ain't right. met her from a, a month of Sunday. She was great. I didn't know yeah. anything about this shit. But they made it work where I was, I was fucking with the chick at the end of the movie. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yes, yeah, totally. Um, I think there were lessons I saw that um, Lana worked on. Like, they're better filmmakers. I'm, well, mm-hmm. let me speak on Lana because, you know, her, uh-huh. her sister's not there. But they're know. better filmmakers now because it was it was better executed than the third. So I agree with that. It was better. It was better. It was way better executed. The way they resurrected them. Z. Uh, yes, all of that. Uh, oh, oh no. Okay, okay. Well, I, in my opinion, I thought the fourth one was way better executed than the third one. And um, again, it was just it was full house. We're going to to Cancun. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. a, like a holiday sure. reunion movie. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Martin and Gina meet Pam and right. Tommy at the Eiffel Tower. Those episodes, you know what I'm sure. saying? And, and, yeah. and they kind of get lost in where they're not used to. And then they come back together at the end of the episode. And maybe uh, Shanene pops up and she's already there. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's what right. it felt like to me. Um, that's, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I Sorry. had very, very, very low expectations. Um, even before rewatching two and three. Uh, again i just when you watch the new one you see them remaking the exact same shots from the first one two and three Mm -hmm. but then you also see like wow so many people took your ideas from 20 plus years ago and then expanded those ideas like there was the one scene where like they're in a they're in a hallway and Bugs is like going up on the walls and ceiling right. and shoot. And I'm like, Inception did an entire set piece on this better than you. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. it's it's one of those things where like it's the same way where we know this in music, right? When when DOS effects came out with the Iggy style for a year and a half, two years, every R&B motherfuckers, rappers, everyone was using that style. Right. Right. And but that style you, had an expiration point. Right, but even like they could use it, yes, that, but that much, right? But because their entire career was tethered to that one style, it was cool the first time you heard it. 
17 songs, albums, other acts later using it, you're like, I don't care that DOS effects came out with it first because now Bell Biv DeVoe uses it. Everyone uses it, right? Mm-hmm. Why, mm-hmm. why, why someone like Busta exists and DOS effects was crushed by 97 is that Busta's like, I got 400 styles, mm-hmm. I, can do, I can do everything. Right. The Wachowskis, and in this one, it's just Lana, I believe, is the only one. I think it's one. I think it's Lana. We, yeah. we could correct. It. I'm, I'm looking at sure now. La- yeah, Lana. So the, the other, this other sister, whose name escapes me, did not do this one. They've never stayed ahead of anything after the first movie. So when you watch the new one, you're like, oh, this reminds me of the first thing. And then I've also seen 50 other properties. Take what you guys and girls did. <laughs> And just blow it out of the frame. And like, wait, you're not it, you're not making people chase this shit. But you know also, I mean? there's the unveiling. And I wanted to bring this part up: the trans allegory, right? Right. It took people years to put that together. Alaska, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So um, we can get into what we don't have to. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, we can. Okay. So the the fact that the Matrix is an allegory for being trans, um, uh, trying to kill people that um, dead name you constantly. Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Anderson. Yes. Uh, Yo, in the second and third one, that it's it's overwhelming. Right. As much as Mr. Smith says, I mean, Agent Smith says that. So we can assume that the Wachowskis were going through that. Either they were telling people to call them this, that, and the third, or internally they were feeling like they weren't the people that they were born as. Right. Um, And because that happens, like I said, you pull back the veil. So that little caveat is not there for the fourth one or even the third one. Mm. It's just not there because all of the time it took us to kind of piece it together has to happen after the trilogy. Right. Because we're, we're not that smart. And they were hiding it behind, hiding it behind. Mm. You see what I'm saying? And so right. now that they've come to fulfillment, like the one thing that strikes me in the new one is, like I said, because it's not a trans allegory. I could be wrong. If somebody can correct me in the comments or whatever. But like, all right, now we're really controlled by our machines. Because remember that scene where they're all in the elevator? Right. Um, early on. And they're all in the elevator and everybody's looking at their damn phone except Neil. Mm. that that's that's a that's a 2020 thing as opposed to a 99 thing you know i'm saying you pull out the phone to use it now everybody's stuck in their phone and now we're really being controlled by machines inside the simulation of being controlled by machines and so that rabbit has already jumped the coop so where 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 is there left for story what is left for story and that's where really i feel it breaks all the way down what is left so that that goes back to the wachowskis being one trick ponies they are dos effects they had okay. an incredible style once in the 90s and then have never transcended that thing. Whereas other people have come along and been like, oh, I know what to do with that. Like Eminem, you know, Tretch. I'm, I'm picking people that, that like yeah. came yeah. with that vocal thing. Migos. There's people that have done these things like Das FX did and then just kept it going and kept finding new, where, new places to go with it, whether you like them or not. The Wachowskis, I just think like they hit on something that blew the fuck up way beyond anyone anticipated with the first Matrix movie. Whereas like I feel like they they more or less are separately and collectively people that are doing like Sylvester Stallone fucking red box action movies like a lot assassins like they, they're not great at dialogue. They're not great at film, action. They're not great at suspense. They're not great at sci fi. They're not great at mystery. Like, what is their thing? And I feel like because the first one was so big and then the second one was pretty big and the third one like box office cratered. Right. I just feel like 
but like you're saying, everyone wants to spend time with, you know, Keanu again and Trinity, but yeah. like the actual film itself, like Alaska was saying, like, what the fuck is the point of doing all these things? And it's not even their fault because even like coming to America too, like what? Yeah, what's the point I liked of doing it. This? I enjoyed you it, know? but it also was like a one t- a one trick pony coming to America too. And, and the funny, and Crazy. and you know why? Because they didn't even repeat shots. If y'all noticed that, they didn't even they all replicate do these things. They, but no, the coming to America too. I don't think they replicated much. Oh, they didn't. Okay, I'm sorry. So I'm just saying, like, did. but really, you know what I'm saying? Last, they really go big swaths. Like, um, raw. They would have done raw penises clean again. They would have had them fighting. They, the they kind of did again. something similar to that, though. Yeah, when he got there, when the son got there, I, when the me, son I, got there, yeah, yeah. To me, I felt like the nostalgia was actually seeing Eddie and the wife, not them recreating shots. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, so so let me yeah, throw yeah. this at you really, really briefly then. Yeah, I was talk- I was texting with Dan O about this, right? And we were saying how like it's it's such a very tricky proposition when you're doing sequels and trilogies and quadrilogies, right? Because what do people actually want when they're seeing part two, three, four, five, you know, they just want the feeling of the first one when it was like a new discovery, right? A new. You thing. don't think people want the advancement no. of the story? No, no they, I, I think you're wrong. See, I think people well, well, want well, well, here, the story. Well, here's well, here's what I'm getting at. Okay. If you make a part two or three, that's a complete departure that is going somewhere new, unforeseen. It, it seems as though that people don't like that because it doesn't give them the same things they liked about the first one. But when it works, then, it works. Z. But then, aliens, and then they retreat back. But right. Aliens 2 is totally different from Aliens 1. That's my point. Terminator 1, yeah. Terminator 2. Like you're saying, when you when you leap from the launch pad, right. which you those are like now two have- ever. Right. You're right. Those are like two that are actually Godfather 2. It's like better than the first one. Right. right. But overall, I feel like people, when you actually go somewhere really new with it, audiences tend to be like, no, 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 no. I just want the first one again. But then when mm. you keep remaking the first one, it's like, well, that's a fucking waste of time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That this is what me and Dan were just like positive. Okay. What are you gonna say, Lance? I don't necessarily agree with that. I think um me. I mean I, I think that there's a few ways to do it, right? If you actually have a story right. that can be contained in three or four parts, it usually works. Right. Um, Exam- examples like what I mean Dune. You know, say what the you new want. the new Dune. We knew Star Wars. Be Star Wars. We know there was we know that I don't there like wasn't it, the Marvel Universe. That's all one giant story. Right. We sure. know that there's not enough time on the screen to, to hit these stories on the head. We yeah. know that. Go before we sit down. The new Dune. We know that wasn't one movie. We want to, you know, I, I bet I'll ask it, um, elaborate. Right. I, I want you to finish your point. Sorry. So, no, I'm just saying, I think like the, the problem with movies like this is there is no story. It's, it's a blatant cash grab. Correct. Right. Whether, yes, whether they sure. think there's artistic merit to it, there's not. Like well, they could tell themselves that there is all day. There is, it's a blatant I mean, cash the, grab. The, the, the studio, fact that there was no story beyond the original Matrix. No. And the fact that Fishburne chose not to re- revive his most iconic character, right? Well, he He's said out. they didn't approach him. And that's also that's hilarious. That's bullshit. That's no, that, but, but, but here's the thing Larry Fit- Lawrence wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it. He said it. Now, Yo, Larry, Hugo I don't give a fuck said, what your name is. Your name Larry. <laughs> Hugo <laughs> Weaving said it was a, a scheduling conflict. Like there was no way for him to, to um, fit what he was working on. What is he uh, believing? Well, exactly, bro. This is know. his most iconic thing. That that would be that would be like Downey being like, "I'm too busy for another Iron Man. I'm just busy." 
no bro you're fucking iron man dude get the fuck out i'm just saying it's very you're right it's very telling that hugo weaving and fishburn and one half of the wachowskis are like oh i'm i'm too busy now to do the matrix for well the other wachowski she said that it was it would have been too emotional she wasn't ready to step back into that and that's okay, when we get so, into the trans so let me add to this thing like okay no no but let me let me add this them briefly mm-hmm. they lost their parents right i was reading about that yes so yes. the one Wachowski sister said, I can't do it because it's tied into my f- family experience, whatever. The other sister retreated into the nostalgia for comfort. Mm. This will make me feel good to be amongst Keanu, Carrie Ann mm-hmm. Moss, mm-hmm. which is so, very honest. What do you think of this as well? In the past five years or so, the ideas behind the matrix have been co-opted by like sort of right-wing MAGA culture. Right. Right. Red but I, I, the red. Pill, so, but all right. So go ahead. Yeah. So this movie very, feels like it very blatantly does address that a lot. And they're trying to like, sort of build upon like how that's not what this is about. Like they're trying to like correct the record. Mm. Okay. Like to me, that that seems like there, there's definitely an element of that in the reason for redoing this movie, so they could kind of try to take back their creation from people oh. who have co-opted it that they don't like. I, I could see that, point. and rightfully so. I mean, they're a, quite a, loath, a loathsome group of assholes. But the red pill, blue pill, I got introduced to it outside of the Matrix with some Nubian and uh, Freedom organizations. I knew two cats, that, twins. One was red pill and one was blue pill. And that's what they called themselves. And okay. they were they were offering it up like, you know, split the brain type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, one brother teaches more of this. The other brother teaches more of that. I, this was years ago. Um, yeah. Like and so. So when I saw the co-op co-optization is happening today, it didn't hit me as much because I've seen it co-opted before in a whole nother sphere yeah. selling books and shit like that. So today. But I think Alaska, they want to line up everything with the whole year sheeple, you know, don't take what's given to you type thing. Um, I mean, the Punisher is changing his logo because the right wing cats have gotten yeah. hold of it. Yeah. Blue you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's tangible, you know, them feeling like, oh, we got to get the hell Orrick changed stuff. his name. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Chris Orrick. Chris Orrick. Oh, he did. Just yeah. red, former knows Red Pill. Oh, man, red Pill, yep. He Oof. changed his name. And that was early on in the game when that Alaska, remember you were gonna change your name because of baked Alaska? I never even thought of changing my name. You did. You posted a thing saying, yo, I should I change around. my name? Oh, I, I thought you were for real. We were, was everyone was like, serious, yo, fuck no. that asshole. We know you way longer than baked Alaska. Fuck him. No, oh, I was joking. Shit. Oh, I thought you were oh, for baked real. Alaska is like a guy in the scene. He's a guy. He's some white, he? like early on white supremacist oh, who's okay. been shut off. I thought you, I thought we were talking about the actual dish. No, uh, no, no. Yeah, no. I, I was joking when I said that. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, anything. Not can one be of those jackasses that goes on Twitter and asks people what I should do. <laughs> I just remember you posting. Everyone was like, "Fuck that guy. You're Alaska. Fuck him." And I was like, "Yeah." No, it was a joke. <laughs> I don't know. Bro. Oh, I'm just dude, it's a joke. I'm dead serious. He's, he's stuck. He's stuck. You can't move on from You're it. Fucking wild. Then, um, yeah. All right. So, uh, oh, and last but not least, I, I noticed too watching the second and third ones compared to the new one. The second and third ones were they they made them during like the whole like underground like uh, British trance techno drum and bass era. 
uh-huh. and the new one has like no music that means anything like there's just no sounds mm. specific to any vibe which is yeah, odd. i'm i'm definitely down for that red rabbit or that uh white rabbit song anytime it comes out though that shit yeah, white rabbit song's crazy they don't even put that shit in the the new one in the movie yeah, they do. do they it's the there's a whole huge part in it yeah i don't even remember i don't even remember yeah bro. when he's like when he's like programming and going crazy like at the beginning oh uh, yes yeah you're right when yep. he's, when he's cycling when yeah, Neo he's cycling, cycling. yeah he's cycling yeah, um but but you're right because think about it like i said david guetta the guy that created bullet time if you see him now he's all glassed up like he made a jump when he used to be a damn geek seriously like wearing those those coats on set go look at old oh God. matrix ones behind the scenes this guy's a geek right but he gets more established right they don't he's use the, the same dj thing. is he yeah I, yeah yeah they, they don't they don't establish any musical moves no. past what they did in the first one because they don't have a composer like these two. you know i was noticed that like if junkie first, xl was in the first one back in the day. first three they had a composer like all that shit yeah oh that, yeah that, the, the music was huge we yeah, sampled that, it on my mate my second matrix song right, I ever that's made. not in the fourth <laughs> one the fourth one has no. like typical movie sound cues whatever they may be but whatever all that doo, 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 doo. and i know why because i used to one thing I really enjoyed about the first Matrix, I would play the end and let the credits roll because it was two songs in there I really liked. And I would just let the credits roll. I hated doing that sometimes because mm. they would always switch the song that you like to some other shit to, to finish out the credits. And I would definitely listen to the Matrix uh, post-credits. There was no scenes, four scenes, but just the post-credit musical score. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. shouts to um, Grant Hill, who was a producer on Matrix Resurrection. Four, yep. Yep. Just and that money. so far the movie has lost ninety million dollars. You reading it wrong. That's not. That's not how you read something. Oh, it I cost, lost twenty dollars today. No, it cost one hundred ninety million. The box office is one hundred and six million. It lost eighty four million dollars. Domestic. So domestic. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, watch this. Open it up. Go ahead. I'm just looking know. at Wikipedia. I'm not. I'm not exactly. really that invested. I'm not that investigating. Yeah. Yeah. Invest- oh, why? Why you won't go that extra step? Just to make a little point about ninety million being lost. Where's the? Go to the farm. Foreign and domestic Matrix. box office. Talking about dog. Global I mean, box office. Stories. Yo, man. Do you, do you work for these Wachowskis, bro? You're not invested in how much money they're making? It was a oh chance. I had God. one chance. I was like, I could do the dreadlock scene better than them. Uh, well, okay. It, it made 60, it made 70 million at the U.S. box office. So, right. uh, yeah. yeah. That's old numbers. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at Matrix Revolutions. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, what is the new one called again? Matrix Resurrections. Matrix. Don't you know, y'all get it? Resurrections. Again. Reloaded. Revolutions. All these R's? So it's just not picking up it's on It's made $106 million worldwide. Thank you. Yes. down. Yeah. An $84 million hit. But then, but again, it's on streaming the same day. So I don't know what the hell that means. You I don't think mean? we should look that down bad on it because I think what it does is extends life on those products because... When you drop it the same day in a pandemic, some people are actually really grateful for it. Like some people still haven't seen Eternals because it's only in the theaters. Correct. And nobody even wants to see Eternals. True. So put it on, put it on streaming. You ain't hurt nobody. I'll, I'll spend $50 to watch Spider-Man in my house. I would too. I spent 35 to watch Black Widow. Oh yeah. And I watched it off your shit. That was, that was mm-hmm. no, no, wait. I saw it in the theater. I saw it. In you the saw theater. it in the theater and I bought it that day. You bought it that day. Yeah, I bought it that day. I fucking house. blew it. I was oh house. my God. Well, um, we did it. Matrix quadrilogy. <laughs> any any closing thoughts on it? Y'all lucky we didn't. Y'all lucky we didn't make this a, a Patreon semi exclusive where we rewatched 
the movie, which we will do again. I think we're lucky that we didn't do that. We will do that again. Our least watched episode ever. Least listen to to episode ever. Yeah, we do Vice Principles. Maybe for the second 200 episode, we'll we'll do a live watch of uh, Vice Principles. What's Vice Principles? The one with um, Jim Belushi and Lou Gossett. Isn't that Uh, Vice Principles? You're talking about the one with uh, Danny McBride and Walter Goggins. Oh, that's the best show. No, wait, that's that's the show. That's where they're battling principles, right? They're, they're, yes. That's a Wait, show what's here. the one? What's the one with Jim Belushi and Lou the, principal. The, principal. the principal? The principal. The principal. The principal. That's the one with um. I wish raindrops would fall. He was the leader, dude. We, the next one we're doing is snakes out of Compton. Snakes. I thought it was uh snakes. <laughs> Which one is snakes out of Compton? With <laughs> it just I came across it on a streaming service. I never watched it, but it's wait. The, it's basically my great from comp. Like I'm listening. What what happened? It, it's yeah. The the thing is like this guy and his friends they get a record deal, and the day they get the record deal, massive snakes invade Los Angeles, <laughs> invade, and they have okay. to like basically fight off the snakes. It's like it's like Sharknado level budget. Oh, oh bro, I know. Doof wants to get on. Yeah, Doof, so. Doof wants to watch it with us. Oh, I don't, okay, think, the, I don't think the people, I don't think the listeners are down for these type of concepts. But if you guys want to hear or listen to this shit, or maybe we'll do it at Patreon that, or, a, or a Zoom we link. We have to figure out something else. Maybe we could do it as a. No, we know nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to listen to us. So maybe we'll make it like you sign in and we'll watch it together. <laughs> yeah, we'll all watch it together, something like that, and then we just record that. And then we record that and just bug out. Wait, hold on. I just, I just want to share this, my my screen really quick with fucking Jim Belushi from. The principal <laughs> walking down the hallway, bloodied up with an ice bag on his face. Do you guys see this shit? Do you guys see this? Oh my god! The, yeah, we may have to watch this one before we do anything with us. Snakes. That's the. Cup. That's where I got the tears from. This is the one. Lou Gossett with his fingerless gloves. Oh my god! Look at this. Look at look at the fucking the hair, bro. The mullet. He's losing so much hair, but he's like putting mad Pantene Pro V. Shouts to Jim Belushi. Oh my god, look at his hair, dude. A lot of hey, volume. Is that is that dude from the five heartbeats? Yeah, that's be, I wish yeah. Rain Drops with Paul. The main one. <laughs> yeah. This fucking guy, dude. Oh and no, not no, also not to mention it. Somehow, some way, Jim Malusha is way into motorcycles, and the little kid is with a motorcycle fixing game. I always Ray thought that was John. way too convincing. Ray no, Ray the little John. boy that got with him that she he had a crush on Radon, but he he knew how to fix homeboy's bike. Like his oh crew god. was bike fixers. I remember they were around the corner. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if what if they broke the Oh, that's tough. Here she is, Radon Chong. She had a nice run. Radon Chong had a no, run. She there didn't. She had no, a good run. Didn't. No, she didn't. She had a good run. Yeah, we, really? we had to this point now. Of course, you would think so. She had she did Soul Man. And somehow oh, you she forgot. Did. Yeah, she did. What you talking wow. about? She did Soul she Man. She did Soul Man. Wow. Alaska, you couldn't stop me from saying, oh man, I love this movie. It's so I, I like Soul Man for like four years before somebody slapped the shit out of me. Soul Man. Dude, the best at the end, I, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, with the, the, joke, like, the, the joke at the end, when he beats the guys up, and they funny. Oh, no, no, at the end where he's like, he's sitting with James Earl Jones in the office, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah. I learned a white like, person. what it's like. He's like, but I can always go back to being a white person. <laughs> they, they just draw some knowledge on you right there. And yeah. then, um, you know, then he finally sees the guys with the long form joke. First of all, if y'all listen to it, jokes are stupid. How many okay. black people to take the twist in a light bulb? And he said, like, that's a Polish joke or something like that. Yeah, but oh he, I think he missed it. They missed it. They just stopped the joke. I don't think they even went as far as the punchline because it was like, hey, uh, you know, we're just we're just joking, man. Like they were doing it like that or something like that. 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it said three. I think three, two people hold the, the light bulb and one person. One to hold the light bulb and, and two, two to people the stool. Right. Oh, there it goes. That's what yeah. it is. Oh my wow. God. All, I, you know, I got Polish blood, so it's all the Polish jokes. So all those are all repurposed Polish jokes. That's what that yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like oh. repurposed Polish you jokes. You hear about the I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was, this is in the 80s. I didn't know those jokes. And I just remember them. Oh, man. We were, the we were swimming in it, the, the Polish jokes. The, the yeah. gist of it was, oh, man, sorry, man. We just joking. Like, I didn't even register the jokes. I just remember them saying inappropriate things around um, uh, C. Michael, C. C. Thomas Howell and the black boy and the little black kid. Oh, my God. And um, then at the end is when I think my mind finally heard the joke. All right. All right. Well, where are the other black people in the cafeteria that's going to beat these guys up? Like, did they not work <laughs> that day? Or, God. You know, they had classes. And again, what I love about that movie, really, I truly love, is our disbelief in the age of high schoolers throughout that whole swap. Like, oh we allowed God. so many people to play high schoolers and they were in their 30s. And, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not even Fast Times in Richmond High. I get old and the girls get stay the same. Stays like, confused, yeah. yeah Waterson. Shouts to Waterson. Waterson. I never Waterson. watched that movie, y'all. I never saw that movie. Oh, Wait, which one? Days of Confused. Days of Confused. I never saw either one. You know, it was the first time original, huh? Wow. Nah, I would, I would set myself oh, to watch man. it, and I would, I don't know what happened. I was so Judd fucking, what's his name? That Isn't movie. that, it's, it's Fast yeah. Times, did they have yeah. the two boys with the one wore a trench coat and a yellow hat, and they were... No, that was, was Summer School. Summer oh, School, I saw classic. Summer school. I like Summer yeah. School. I saw Summer, Summer School. The one was with the rejected... And, uh, yeah, Chainsaw. With the rejected teacher, and they stuck him with all the yeah, kids. Yeah, Mark Harmon. Mark Harmon. Yeah, because he was going on vacation. He's like, no, you're not. Like, what yep. kind of job yep. is that? Cla- oh, I, yeah, I've rented yeah, that yeah. movie so many fucking times. Yeah, I love oh, Summer School. Yeah, that was a classic, classic wow. movie. Yeah, no, yeah, I was watching. Alley was up in it. She I, was. I, I had different tastes. I was watching Women's at Brewster's Place, and um, what else? <laughs> I was watching around that time. And um, <sighs> let me see, probably some Cosby vehicle. Because remember, he did have Ghost Dad and um, <laughs> Leonard Part Six, and um, yeah, I, I saw Ghost. Dad. Yeah, like two other films. He had films floating around. Like, that was Cosby's time. He was like always somebody's parent. Yo, um, yo, in, in fucking summer school, Mark Harmon's character is Freddie Shoop. Supposedly, Freddie Shoop. The, the best shit is looking at the Shoup. picture of, of Chainsaw now. Oh, he's fucking yeah. bloated. Yeah, Chainsaw. No, he's not, Whoa. dude. Hold on. Oh, this, oh wait. Oh, this dude, Dean show. Cameron as Chainsaw Grimp. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's, actually, one of my favorites from back then was, um, y'all won't remember this movie, Heart Condition. Wait, who's in Harkin? Is that the one with Denzel Washington? Yes, um, Denzel and Home. How many Harkin? Is the dude from uh, Just Shoot Me? Yes. Oh, that dude. And, uh, yeah. He's in Station and, Eleven. Yeah. So check it. So he gets a heart transplant from Denzel, and Denzel's spirit appears next to him and starts <laughs> advising him, and he yeah. won't leave him alone the whole movie. Oh, that's that shit! I'm looking at the picture, yeah. but Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Oh, was it? Bob oh Hoskins? my was god! Yeah, from yes. Bob Hoskins like, from um uh, Mario Brothers. Uh, uh, no. Um. Roger Rabbit. Yes. I'd rather he, he was in a, for all my, 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 my British crime. <laughs> he's in the, he's in the long good Friday. One of the best British crime movies ever. He, he does shit. What was uh, George Siegel. No, Bob Hoskins. Dog. He's in heart condition. Let me see. Heart condition. This, this is like George one of the most. Denzel Washington do a movie together too. Like one of his early ones. One of, one of his early. Yeah, you're right. He was his long lost uh, son. And yeah, Carbon that's Copy. what it was. Carbon, Carbon Copy. Copy. Yes. Carbon yep. Copy. Wow. Yep. And he was just acting like, hey, dad. And I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? 1990. Yeah. Art condition. Um, racist oh. police. Don't forget. 
racist police officer Jack Mooney. Yeah, has Jack a vendetta Mooney. against Napoleon Stone. Denzel mm. Washington's name was Napoleon Stone. How's that a black dude's name? A charismatic black lawyer who was sleeping with Jack's old flame, Crystal Garrity. Jack has a heart attack, but his life is saved when he receives Stone's heart. Since Stone died mysteriously the same night as Jack was stricken, Stone is not completely gone. However, and as a ghost, he is also happy to give Jack advice on how he should do his job and live his life. Classic. We might have to watch Heart Condition, dude. I want to go back in time, <laughs> Alaska, and get that bag for these people making these movies. I want to go wanna, back I, there. I want to see the thousand. I want to see like what what passed as an acceptable racist joke in 1990 when Heart Condition was made. I'd like, love to be in the meetings, like the pitch meetings for these movies. Okay, check it out. Racist cop. Okay. Yeah. He gets a heart transplant from a black lawyer. Because he hates black people. This is going to be crazy. And they're like, and he's a cop. So he probably hates <laughs> lawyers, too. So how many blacks has he just killed off the rip? Oh, you is know what else I was watching around there? Um, like the last Starfighter, too. I think that came on around then, too. Yeah. Jeff Bridges, right? Is he in the last Starfighter? And, um, and um, Lou Gossett. And they had to, they were stranded on a planet together. And he helped, <laughs> he helped Lou Gossett give birth to the baby and before yeah. he, um, oh he got off the God. planet. All right. I don't even oh, know so that was the fine. That was my man. The navigator was around there, too. The I navigator. love the Play the navigator. Yeah, Fly to the navigator. Fly the navigator. This is the dope. VHS corner here on call. No, no, it's why I was just this just to go back to the matrix real quick. Like what yes, Castro was talking about, about it being like a loop. Right. Almost. Yes. Yep. It's interesting that the new Battlestar Galactica, like the one that came out uh, in like the 2000s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially the same story. It's a loop that keeps on happening. It's a loop. I heard and about it. It came out a year after that last matrix movie. Mm. Weird. Loops are always your friend because yeah, it, it, the, it allows the Lord, excuse me, I said the audience, it allows the audience to tie up the loose ends for you. You ain't got to do it. Yeah. True. Doubling back. Like, I rem- I don't know if y'all remember when y'all saw a Final Destination, was it three? And realized it was before one. Mm-hmm. Like, did that, did y'all um, notice that? Yeah, I like one that. of those, it's not three. It was one of those later ones where you realize it was I before. think it was the Final Destination. Yeah. Mm. And then also they yeah. did that on um, Saw 2 or 3. Where's where he was showing you earlier footage, and his mm-hmm. son was really in the damn safe. And if he sat yeah. there, you, 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 I like stuff like that too. Which I'm gonna call it was a nice loop, but I didn't. I thought it was kind of ill with um, mental. Yeah, he was well, that's making up his memory. own. Yeah, yeah, making his own memories. Was Joe Pantoliano's in that? Yup. From he suck it. Yeah, he said we've been Teddy. killed him. Playing we killed Teddy. him five, six people ago. Where's my glasses? John, he just yeah. went. So John you know Doe what? Raped, John Doe raped and killed your wife, Leonard. Memory like, man. I'm gonna make you my target. I thought that was so slick, stuff like that. Teddy, slick, fucking genius. Well, that about wraps it all up here. We're back, 2022. Uh, highly recommend people check the Real Notes pod with Cinema Masai to hear Castro's interview over there. Great yeah, show. If had me and Prem on, hoping they don't have Alaska because that's yeah, we can't get everybody. We should just cut it Wait, off. Alaska, aren't you in the queue? You in the queue, right? I, I don't know. I've never spoken with him. Oh, no, oh, you him. never. Oh, you know I'm saying? He'll do an interview with you and put you in a queue for like a month or two. I didn't know if he did one yeah. with you. Several months. Oh, no, no, no. I never did one. Okay. He's very approachable if you ever wanted to. He loves talking. Yep. Movies and shit. And then uh, look at all the year end lists that all of us have made from our tweets the last few weeks. Little Robert Hutton, Low Bearing Crow's Feet, Human Sp- Zoo, Vegas Vic, Never at Peace. We've, we are really grateful to. Have people Speaking consider us that highly, which is great. So thank I have you. a great review of Little Robert Hutton on the next Movement podcast. I have another great conversation 
with Blueprint on his year end yes. review um, episode. Yeah, I was just starting to listen did, um, to that the other that day. Yeah, awesome. it came out, came out really good. Um, yeah, first half, is, tough um, word. first half is um, is good. calling Cat Named Tony. And, and, yeah. then, um, and then I'm after that. Um, right. And it came yeah, out really I'm, well. I'm at the Tony section right now. Yeah, the Castro part good. is. It's, it's Tino, uh-huh. right? Is it Tino or Tony? Tino, it's Tino, not Tony. It's Tino. Yeah. Sorry. Tino. Oh, snap. Mm. Uh, speaking of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton. Oh, this is him recalling being charged with felonies for trying to get uh, free. I thought oh, he whoops. got charged with felonies. Well, I got to be yeah. careful. You got to be careful. Yeah, um, to be the headline careful. was uh, misleading. Very misleading. Um, we are gearing uh, for career crooks. I think we have too many discs left in existence. So if you fuck with yeah. us on the mini disc, we got t- tapes are sold out forever. Still got probably 20 CDs left. So if you fuck with Never at Peace, me and Small Pro, hop on that. And then uh, I know. Little Robert Hutton CDs are coming end of this month, early February. Should be, yeah, should be end of this month. Um, end of this month. Big, big, big line of. Yeah, everybody knows what's going on, so you yes. Know, uh, apologies, but it's worth the wait. Um, um, we also got a Prim Rock CD and tape announcement. Um, I don't know when this episode will go up, but he has an announcement on Friday the seventh. No, okay. excuse me. Friday, yeah, Friday the seventh. Yes. Okay. So, bet. Um, if you've heard it already, then salutes to y'all. If not, um, you know, bear witness. Bang. And then for our Patreon folks, um, this year we're going to be fucking around with just like different formats of shows and little things we're going to do outside of the main episode every week with us. But on Patreon, you've already got an, a taste of some of the like little one-off mini episodes we're doing. They're going to be on Patreon only for a while as we start doing more of those here and there. So there you go. So new episodes for the main show to the public every Monday. Patreon gets it usually Thursday, Friday at the latest. So fuck with us on Patreon. It's the shit. We still do live stuff and all that good shit on the Patreon. Patreon.com backslash culture podcast. And fuck with us on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all that fun stuff. Alaska, anything else you want to hit the people with before we wrap it up? Yeah, man. No, good stuff. I can think of just, uh, keep on checking this. Trying to try to try to hit you with some new cool shit this year. Sure. I agree. Can I show anything else? That's everything. Um, that's all we got for now. We're back. Long live the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get wrong. Long live the Matrix. And uh, I was gonna say what a new character's name, Sack or Bugs, and, it, and none. I don't remember him except for Bugs. Yeah. Oh, long live. Defenders, I wouldn't remember. Long live New Morpheus. I like him. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is real good too. He was. I like him too. Yeah, he, he was, was good too. Yeah. So New Morpheus, Neil NPH. Yep. And um and bugs. Colleen Wayne. Shouts to her. Yeah. Yes. All right. We are Claw Culture. We'll check you next time. Peace. Shabla. Shabla. Shabla.